going. Cool. Let me let me just read it for us. If you have a Bible, please turn with me to Luke uh, chapter 8, verses 26 till 39. Um, cool. It reads as follows. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time, he had worn no clothes and had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him to let them enter, the, enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in, and, and, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told, um, uh, sorry, those who had seen it told them, how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. Then the man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. All right, so what's happening in this in this passage uh, you might have uh, have have seen is is a man possessed by by demons. Many of them uh, we are told in verses thirty in verses thirty. In fact, when Jesus asks uh, the demon, "What is your name?" and the demon says, "Legion," because many demons have entered the man. Um, in fact, in chapter 8, verses 2, we're told of Mary Magdalene, who um, had seven demons. And Luke goes to uh, length of, of specifying that she had seven demons. But when we get here and he speaks of legion, uh, it's clearly more than seven, right? Um, other people speculate that a legion means 12,000. So he probably had just, in essence, a gang load of, of demons in him, right? So this man is possessed by that. Um, but... But, but this man is an outcast, right? Because that's what we're looking at, uh, all these outcasts that Jesus meets. Um, so it's essential to know that he has these demons. And, and it's part of the reason why this man is an outcast, right? Uh, why, why did the demons choose him to possess him? What well, Luke does not tell us. Uh, but what we see is that he has a dude who is demon-possessed. But, but clearly, he's not wanted by his family. He's not wanted by the city. If he had friends, he's not wanted by his friends. If he worked as a farmer, a herdsman, whatever the case is, that squad or community does not want him as well. So, so clearly, this dude is an outcast, um, and, and he's not 
he's not taken care of, he's not loved at all. I mean, listen, listen to, to, to what verses um, uh, 27 at the end says, you know, for, for a long time he had worn no clothes. He had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. So, so he, he doesn't even have clothes, you know? Um, he, he doesn't even live in a house. He's an outcast, but he lives um, in, in the tombs, right? Um, and, and there's something very significant about Luke telling us that this dude lives in the tombs because when you feel like an outcast, we can all relate, right? First day at school, or, or first, first time you meet a new group of people, or you go into a party, or you at a family gathering, whatever the case is. But every time we feel out, outcast, it does feel to an extent that some part of us dies uh, or is dead. Um, you know, whether, whether we, it dies because we feel neglected, we feel um, ostracized, we feel um, just not wanted, whatever the case is, but there's just something that feels like in that moment. Uh, dies and for for some people who are just outcast generally all the time anywhere they go it would feel that you also live among the tombs you know there's just a, a, a deadness um in in you um so 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 luke goes to such great lengths to to show us this and i mean it, it's obviously accurate it's factual he lived among the tombs but i think it speaks uh to 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 a bigger reality of what happens when somebody's outcast um, listen, listen to, to uh, just how, how uh, you know, verses 29 um, speaks of, of this man, um, the last part of verse 29 as well. He's, he's shackled, he's bound, he's under guard, he's in chains, you know, and when he does break loose from these bonds and these chains, he's driven by the demons still into the desert. So imagine your own family, your own community keeps you in chains, keeps you bound, you know, you're locked again just demonstrates how much this guy is an outcast, how much this guy is not loved, he's not taken care of. There's just, he, he's, he's, he's outside of the fold, he's outside of, of the, the city. Um, it's pretty much a loner, you know? Um, and, I, and I think most of us can relate to this at some point, uh, whether it's happening to our, in our lives right now, uh, in relation to our family, our parents, uh, or our friends, um, or it's just stage of life, you know, you're 15, you're 16, and you just feel like nobody understands you, feel like that the world just does not get you, you know, there's, there's a sense in which we can relate to, to feeling like an outcast or, or feeling like somebody who, who does not belong, feeling like a, a weirdo, you know, um, and, 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 and most of us can be there. And I mean, generally, we feel that now, you know, we literally isolated in our homes. Um, so, so as a family, me and my family are isolated from other families, you know, um, if, if you alone, you live alone, you're a single person, you might be alone in your apartment, in your home, wherever it is that you stay, and you're isolated. So, so again, there's a general sense of understanding what it means to, to be an outcast. And, and the reason for that, Michelle again hit it on the head, man, we made for love, guys. Um, we made to to be in community we made to socialize we made to have companionship we made to be with other people and so when that does not happen you know it creates these feelings of of anxiety of being an outcast of just feeling like a weirdo feeling like a loner um and it's because of that every single one of us in this in this chat right now, have the image of God. We are made in the image of God. We possess that. And the image of God gives us dignity, gives us significance, it gives us value, it gives us worth. Um, and part of 
the image of God is socializing, is being with people, is being loved and giving love as well. You know, that's part of, of what it means to be made in the image of God. And so at the heart of it, because uh, we don't have, uh, again, not some mushy feeling, um, but, but genuine, real, anchored love, you know, uh, something that sustains us, something that, that keeps us going, something that fuels us in every single moment. Um, and, and, and Luke basically shows that here for us, uh, that where is this real love found? And it's found in Jesus, you know, no one else, but, but Jesus. And Jesus comes and loves, and loves this man um, the way that this man is supposed to be loved. First of all, look at what he says in, 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 in verses um, 29. For he commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. The first thing Jesus does when he sees the dude, he commands the spirit uh, to come out of of the man, right? So, so this man is possessed by by real evil. He's possessed by 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 real demons, and many of them, right? So, so there's there's real satanic activity here. Um, but but when it's confronted with with real and ultimate power, uh, stuff changes, you know. Um, so again, real evil can only be dealt with um, by by real power. Um, and ultimate power. And that's what we see of Jesus. In fact, in verses 28 as well, you see when Jesus comes out of the boat, the man speaks, but it's it's the man speaking possessed by the demons. He's so possessed by the demons, you know, uh, verses 28 shows us that that as you read this, you, you, you can, I mean, Luke says he, so he speaks of, of, of the singular, speaks of the man. But there's a tone in that which you can tell that the demons are speaking, but it's the man speaking. But it's it's this reality of how possessed this dude is. But but besides that, you see this man or the demons speak of Jesus's name as he walks off the boat, and they say Jesus. They call him by his name, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. So they acknowledge his power. They acknowledge that oh, here, here comes this dude. Right? We we've been we've been causing havoc in the city. We've been possessing this dude, you know, his clothes are off. We, it's just the crazy things that we've been doing. But here comes the real power. Here comes the ultimate power. They acknowledge him. They see him, son of the most high God. And that's, and that's Jesus who comes to rescue this man because Jesus has, has real power. Again, see in verses um, 32, um, at the end there, the, the demons then see the herd of pigs and they say, yo, do not throw us into the abyss, Jesus. They beg him. You know, you beg somebody with power. You beg somebody with authority. They beg Jesus. And then in verse 32, Jesus gives them permission, right? You don't give people permission if you don't have authority, right? Your, your teachers at school have authority. They give you permission. Sir, ma'am, may I please go to the toilet? I give you permission to do so. Why? Because they have authority. At home, you don't just do whatever you want to do willy-nilly. You ask your parents because they have authority. So they give you or grant you permission. And so you see Jesus in his ultimate power, just demonstrating his strength, giving permission to these demons to leave the man to go into the herd of, of pigs. Right? Um, but... The reason why Jesus does all of this, the reason why Jesus shows all of this power, again, is to care for the man. He loves the man. Um, and, and he wants to demonstrate not just his power alone, but demonstrate how he loves the outcast, how he loves those who are down and weary, anxious, weirdos, outsiders, misunderstood, 
shows how he loves them. You know, he left his glory. He left his throne. He left the splendor of heaven for the outcast. You know, and so he comes for that and he shows that. Um, after, after he demonstrates this uh, power, and this power is, 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 is driven by his love for the outcast again, you see two types of, uh, two different responses, you know? So, so verse 34, the herdsmen run and they go back into the city to tell everybody in the country about what had happened um, to, to this man who was possessed and they saw what Jesus uh, did for him. Um, then in verse 35, everybody comes back to see what had happened. And guess what they find? Listen to verse 35. Then people went out to see what had happened and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, one, clothed, second, in his right mind, right? If you pause there, if people really cared for this guy, which they don't, and we've established that, if they cared for him at this point, when they see him in his right mind, when they see him with clothes, if they were like, yo, we've been trying to get him into his clothes. We've been trying to love on him. They'd be so excited. They'd, they'd be filled with so much joy. They'd, they'd be celebrating. You know, they'd want to take Jesus, put him in the city, throw a party for him because he's the dude who saved this person that they love. But clearly they don't love him because now they see him with, with clothes. They see him in his right mind and they are afraid. You know, it's like, that's weird. Why are you afraid? Like you should be rejoicing. This guy is saved. This guy is, is, is sane now. He's, he has clothes on. You should be rejoicing. But instead, they're afraid. Um, and, and, and as you continue reading, you find out why they're afraid. Verse 36. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Verse 37. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So Jesus then got on the boat and, and and started returning, right? But they clearly don't want Jesus to be there. Um, if, if you just, if you, you can speculate that maybe they were like, oh, afraid because Jesus has so much power. But I'm inclined to say that's not that. They're not just afraid because Jesus has so much power, but they, they care for themselves. So first of all, they're like, yo, man, we, we never cared for this dude. And now here he's he's fine. He's saying blah, 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 whatever, whatever the thing is. And 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 we, we still don't care about him. But but then Jesus took the, the demons and threw them in the in the pigs. And so these people cared more for their property um, and, and, and for themselves. Because if they cared for anything else, they would have cared for the man from the beginning. But clearly the text shows us that they never cared for the man. So the thing that they care about here is 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 their property, you know. If this man has so much great power, Jesus, to throw demons in the herd herd of pigs. You know, this guy destroyed basically our entire economy in one go. Like all those pigs were basically like what we were going to live off of. I mean, obviously they had other things, but but clearly the pigs were a big thing, you know. And 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 now Jesus in one go just destroys the pigs in one sense. Um, and so they they care more for their property. They care more for the, their own order uh, than caring for for this man. And so Jesus has come and disturbed things. Jesus is just. Is messing stuff up, you know? And so in, they harden their hearts to real love. Imagine real love coming to you. True, anchored love, you know, it's great, eternal, not a, not a mushy feeling. And your response is, yo, get away from me, right? How hard are their hearts? How, 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 how captured by their own selfishness are they 
that they reject real love that has come to them, you know? Because look at how the man who was demon-possessed responds. Verses 38, the man from whom the demons had gone begged, begged Jesus that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. This man responds to, to love. And he begs, I want to be with you all the time. You know, nobody cared for me. Nobody wanted me. I want to be with you all the time. I want to experience more of you. I want to be filled by, by, by all of you every single time, every single moment. He begs. That's, that's the reaction you get when you come face to face with real love. When you come in, uh, in a real encounter with, with, with real love, you know. That's what happens, this response, and he begs, right? And, and it, it might seem cruel in one sense that Jesus says to him, no, nah, you can't come with me, bro. Go back to your town, right? But, but you see what real love is. Jesus cares for the outcast. Does he know that there's other outcasts in this city? Yes. And so he says, yo, listen, we can spread this thing, right? I'm going to go back. I to to Galilee. I'm gonna I'm gonna go share more of this love with people there who are outcasts who don't have anybody caring for them. You go do the same, right? So clearly, real love, Jesus, real ultimate power, still wants to spread this love and wants this man to go and share more of this love with other outcasts um, in 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 his city. So you see what real love does. Real love just does not care for the individual. But, but real love knows that there's other outcasts, knows that there's a bunch of us out there who are anxious, who are lonely, who are weirdos, who are not wanted, who, who don't feel loved, who don't feel cared for. Uh, and so real love wants to go spread um, and, and, and get all these people and, and, and love on them, you know? And so Jesus wants this man um, to, to do that. Would, would, have, would, would this dude have had a great experience with Jesus? Yes, he would have, right? But now something is going to happen in him um, uh, that's going to grow him even, even in, in leaps and bounds, right? Because now he's going to have to go tell people right, his story and, and about what, what has happened. And that's going to change him in, in, in other ways than, than, than if he had gone with Jesus. Right? Not that Jesus is obviously not going to teach him. But again, as we see with, with some of the disciples, when they're with Jesus, they just seem not to be getting it, whether it's because they're comfortable with Jesus um, or, or whether they just like, yo, man, you, you do everything, um, you know, we, we'll just be here in the background, what, whatever the case is. But, but if Jesus sends you out, go, do this thing. I, you see it even with the disciples when Jesus says, I'm leaving, right? They on fire after that, and they go and literally build the church as we know it today, you know? Um, so there's something that happens in our hearts when we've encountered real love and then go and spread that same love. Um, and tell people about that, right? So, so it's clearly uh, we can see a man who's an outcast, possessed by by real evil, but then real power comes, rescues him, and then calls for a response, a response to to this love, uh, and this man responds in an appropriate way, right? So, so in closing, what what does this mean for us, right? All of us, as as we sit here, right? We we know that that we can be, as we said, with all the shows we watch, the reason why we watch all these other dating shows, the reason why uh, we get obsessed with, with meeting people on social media, whether it's because we, we want to get to know them, but we know that we want to get to know them because we want them to fill a hole in our hearts. Like Tasha said, we believe that we, we just, uh, 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 you know, half of, of a hole, and then we go and speak to other people, whether it's on 
um, on Instagram or on WhatsApp or whatever the, the thing is, you know, when somebody puts up a status and you really like that person and now you go check every single second when uh, whatever status they put up, you know, you feel like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm half and I need a hole to, uh, another half to, to, to be a complete hole, whatever the case is, right? Um, but, but, but the reason that we have that hole, again, <clears throat> if we see real evil here, it's because we have real sin in our lives, right? Um, and so what happens with real sin it, it, it captures you just like these demons have captured this man. Verse 28, you can't even tell who's speaking, the man or the demons, but they're so intertwined. And that's what happens with us and our sin. That's what happens when, 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 when we capture it by sin, when we possessed by sin, when we are enslaved, when, when we are subjects to sin. You know, so much so that, that when you're talking, all you're talking is sin. When, when, when you're listening, all you're listening uh to his sin when you see what you see is sin you're so possessed you're so intertwined uh you're so captured you're enslaved by sin and that's a reality that all of us feel right um and so and so that makes us outcast when the bible says that god is jealous of us it doesn't mean that god is like some jealous lover you know like how how people would be jealous of their girlfriends or boyfriends or husbands or wives or whatever the thing is that's not the jealousy that the Bible speaks of, but but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a rage. It's a it's a it's a love. To, you know, it's it's love and, and rage combined in one. Because God knows what sin does to us. Because God knows what being slaves to to evil does to us. So it's not a self-centered. You know, like how how human jealousy is. Uh, I'm I'm jealous uh, of my my wife. Uh, I'm jealous of some man who's flirting with my wife, whatever the thing is, because I'm like, yo, what does this mean for me as a man? What does this mean for me? Very self-centered. But God's jealousy is, is other people-centered, right? It's, it's de decentralized. It's not so, it's not like, oh, it's all about me. No, no, no. God's jealousy is about us because he knows what sin will do to us. And he does not want that. It angers him. Um, and, and, and he's driven by love for us. You know, um, so 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 because we we possessed by sin so much, we feel we are outcasts. You know, just from birth, we are we are the the outsider because we're not in our true eternal family. You know, we are the loner because Satan wants to isolate us and have us in our own corner so he can torment us, just like these demons were tormenting this man, and and, and just have his way with us. But again, the only way that we can be rescued from. From, from that possession, from that enslavement, from that captivity is by real love, Jesus, you know, um, real ultimate power that comes um, and, and, and gives of himself. Jesus comes here and gives of himself um, to, to this man, you know, so he can rescue. If he can, if he has authority, one command, demons leave, all of them, whether it was 12,000, 100,000, 10 of them, whatever, but he, there's no struggle. Jesus is not like, oh, I'm wrestling with you demons. Blah, blah, blah. No, just, yo, bounce, leave. One command, and they bounce, they beg. Jesus, please do not throw us into the abyss, right? But but instead take us to the to the herd of pigs, right? They're begging him. And Jesus says, okay, cool, I'll give you permission, bounce, right? If Jesus can do that with, with demons like this, this man is clearly lived no clothes. He's nuts, out of his mind. You know, clearly strong, possessed by demons, is breaking shackles, is breaking chains. If Jesus can do this for this man with one command, how much more can he do for you, right? Um, 
He, 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 he cleanses your sin. He, he, he calls you out of the kingdom of darkness. He, he tells Satan to leave you alone. He tells, he tells sin, yo, I've defeated you on that cross, right? So, so leave him, leave her alone, right? Um, trust him. So, so you can go to him and trust him and the response that he calls for again. You, you, you can look at Jesus and just be like, ah, I think you're ruining my life. I'm okay, you know, feeling like a half. I'm okay with this whole, I, I want to watch all these other dating shows and all the stuff and just feel myself there. Or, or you can be like this man, begging, Lord, I want to be with you, right? Um, and obviously you can't leave now and be with him. And so in, in some sense, he, he, he's saying to you what he's saying to this man, as you beg him, Jesus, I want to be with you. Cool. You you here with me? You here? I'm here with you by my spirit. But but go out. Go go tell your story of how you've been set free. Go tell your story about how you experience what real love is. You know when somebody when somebody starts dating, they never shut their mouth up. Like they just want to tell everybody about their boyfriend or their girlfriend about how amazing this person is. And it's just like, yo, man, we can't stop hearing about this person that you started dating. Blah 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 blah. I, Imagine now finding real love, not some mushy thing, not a boyfriend who might break up with you tomorrow because you don't look as fly as you were last week or, or you know, a girlfriend who might think, wow, I, I don't think you're as funny as you were the first time you met. Whatever the thing is, you know, here's real love that anchors you. Here's real love that is eternal. Um, how, how are you going to respond to that? You know, how, how are you going to live in light of this? Uh, but but it's available for you as an outcast. It's available to me as an outcast. And I need to keep on responding like this man. Lord, I wanna wanna be with you. Okay, cool. I'm with you by the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me go tell others about you. Uh, let me go tell others um, about this love that I've experienced, this love uh, that is eternal, it's powerful, that rescued me from, from feeling like a loner, you know? Um, so so with that said, man, I hope, I hope that it, it will be encouraging again. You will look to Jesus. Um, you'll be moved to go share your story. And you don't have to be a theologian or have studied the Bible cover to cover. Just tell your story. This man tells his story. Jesus rescued me this way. This is what happened. This is who I am now because of what has happened uh, through me by, by Jesus. Right. So you just tell your story. But, but this points us to, again, this real love um, who is Jesus. So look to him. Trust him. Even as you start school this week. Look to this love. You know, you'll feel, feel isolated. You'll feel lonely. Go back to this passage. Think about the love um, that is Jesus. You know, think about the power that he has to rescue you from whatever situation, anxiety, um, and loneliness that you're feeling. He, he can bring you out of that, right? So let me pray fast, um, and then we'll, we'll close. Father, thank you for all that you are. Um, God that loves us. A God that cares for us, um, God who is love. I thank you that you have defeated sin and, and death on that cross for us um, and demonstrating your ultimate power and love for us. Romans 5, 8 tells us that you demonstrate your love for us by hanging on the cross. Um, so I, I thank you, Lord, for, for your love. I pray that, Lord, we, we may not just uh, feel it, but know it. Uh, and and from from that truth of knowing it, live out um, uh, this this love, uh, this truth of us being set free from our sins by you, Lord. Uh, so I pray that you may be with all of us here, Lord, in your wonderful name. Uh, amen. Amen, guys. Amen. Mm -hmm.
Amen. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Thank you so much.